Becky and I'm Susie and welcome to Archiekins, the podcast where we try to untangle the jingle from the jingle on each week's episode of Riverdale. Susie, you can't call me, sorry. And we are here with an extremely special, rare, live episode <laughs> because... It's not live, but I am in L.A. We're Susie's together. Susie's in L.A. We're here together. Who we else? can play off each other's energy. It's we can make eye amazing. contact. We can get a feel for when someone's going to speak so that we're speaking with each other instead of on top of each other. That'll be very big, I think. It's going to be mage. Um, so we were even lucky enough to watch this episode together, and we thought it was a great episode. Very fun. They're really leaning into the fact that the gang is in their 20s right now. We They're love like, that. They're older. They do older person stuff. Maybe um, they overestimate what happens in your 20s a little bit. Like, their 20s, not in their 50s, um, and married couples going to swingers parties. But I guess they actually, they are married, so... Yeah, we're taking it all the way back to the 70s, and we're dealing with a lot of relationship struggles right now. Cheryl hosts an iconic key party, and... Cheryl's like, the rules of this key party is are, number one, everything's consensual. Number two, you can't redraw <laughs> keys, uh, and you have to be with your person, and, like, like no take back. So it's like, well, you can't. Those can't both be true, but okay. But we'll build up to that. First, we want to just set the scene with what's going on with our peeps. Yeah, Kevin Watch. I mean, big episode for Kevin big Watch. Big Kevin Watch. Everyone's watching Kevin. <laughs> uh, so the episode opens, and it's um, a trucker who's watching Kevin, because mm. um, he's, like, swinging cruising cruising with a trucker we're like oh my god kevin what but then it turns out that he and fangs are an open relationship but fangs then sort of like closes it i know we've been in an open relationship and remember that was when i was on the road mostly but now things are different i get it and i want to be monogamous too also i'm seeing what we're about to do as as a fresh start for the both of us. Well, there's also a very real deadline why Fangs has decided it's time to close their relationship, and that's because the identity of Tony's baby daddy is Kevin and Fangs! Yeah, they knew? are the dads! They They're are both gonna... the dads! <laughs> hey guys, um, thanks for gathering on such short notice. Um, Fangs and I have an announcement to make. We're engaged. Oh my god! That's such good news! But wait, there is more. Yeah, we're having a baby. Guys, that's great! Oh wait, Archie. <laughs> There's still more. Mm-hmm. We're having the baby. With me. I'm having our baby. We're planning on raising this child together, just the three of us. As one big, happy, non-traditional <laughs> family. They're gonna, like, thruple raise this baby in a non-traditional baby-raising family that makes all the sense in the world to i me. love it. all it these feels kids like they're were a little raised in young. traditional families and yeah, i mean what did it get them but uh tony has some like fertility issue or something right so they're like let's just let's make a baby all three of us together so that upsets cheryl which triggers you said cheryl cheryl, <laughs> cheryl. <laughs> um that upsets <laughs> i almost said it again 
Cheryl gets upset. And that's what leads to her key party because it's filled with manipulation. But in the meantime, you've got a couple other things going on with the gang. One, Jughead is dealing with his alien, his potential alien encounter. He talks to the specialist, this professor who comes in from another town. She's this like, academic who believes in like only science and also the fact that people sometimes see aliens. So that's it. really lucky for him. Very validating. Hmm. Mr. Jones, I'm an anthropologist with an interest in extraterrestrial phenomena, not a psychologist. But in the majority of cases, like you're describing, when a person claims to have had a close encounter, they are, in fact, often repressing a traumatic experience. You said in the majority of cases. What about the other ones? The other cases, I believe they're telling the truth. And she's like, if you want to join a support group for people who've seen aliens, like you can. And Jughead's like, I don't need a support group. Like, I'm just Jughead. Yeah. Jughead's like, I prefer to keep things repressed. And then <laughs> it's really TBD right now whether this is going to go full alien, more likely. Or if this is going to be kind of an analogy for Jughead's repressed memories that he's maybe using drinking to overcome. And maybe there is something like bigger that he's repressing that has happened over the seven years that we don't know about or maybe it's just like general trauma of growing up in riverdale well he says to tabitha that he's blacked out before everyone knows that college drinking culture isn't good no matter what you know there's a lot of like binge drinking sort of passed off as fine but it seems like jughead has really taken it to an extreme yeah um so we are going to just Stay on our toes there and figure out whether aliens are coming or Jughead's dealing with normal trauma. Oh, one other thing about Jughead is that he wears a towel tied very <laughs> high up on his waist, like right below his chest, and it's very weird. Oh, and one more thing with Jughead is he's also wondering whether he's just crazy. Right. That's like another thing that he's dealing with. He's like, am I literally a crazy person? Which yeah. is tough, so hope he's not. Right. I also hope he's not. Betty is finding more bodies. They're all turning up in the swamp. The swamp that Hiram tried to just pave over. And Reggie was like, no, no, Hiram, let them try. Let them try to find bodies. And oh, like, do they? Wow, do they ever? Yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily the best move, Reggie. Um, Polly ends up calling Betty. She is super alive. She calls mm. Betty from a payphone. This is kind of the end of the episode, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, she sounds really scared. She says that the people are coming after her. And then when Betty and Alice get to the payphone, it is smashed. There is blood everywhere. And we are pee concerned about Polly. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear it's not Polly's blood. Or maybe, it, like, I think Polly's still alive. That's, like, a little, like, mm -hmm. oh, what's going on here? But um, definitely it's a little, like, worrying. And then doesn't something happen with the TBK with Betty? Oh, yeah, TBK's back. No, but TBK was back last episode, and oh. then Betty had a dream about TBK. Well, you're right. So Betty has a night terror that TBK has Polly or her, something I don't super remember. And then she gets really scared, and she wakes up, and then Archie, in response for a night terror, breaks into her house. And he's like, yoo-hoo! <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can't imagine anything worse. Yeah. Archie. I don't even know what happens with Archie in this episode. Well, Archie and Betty are so adult about their casual sex. Oh, First right. of all, they're having their casual sex still and really enjoying it. But then... Betty's like, oh, so sad. She's like, I have like this darkness. Everyone knows about Dark Betty, but she's like, it's definitely just going to get worse. And I really need you as a friend 
not as this sort of in-between and Archie takes it super well and he's like I sort of have feelings for Veronica which is so annoying so annoying but whatever um and so that gets squashed pretty quickly it's very mature of them but I also think that they would make a really good couple and I wish that they had played this out for more than like two episodes yeah that is a really enduring frustrating issue with Riverdale Mm -hmm. that they will not play up the love triangle Mm -hmm. and I can see how if they only did the love triangle I would also get annoyed but there's an in-between here because that was the main thing with the comics and we got to just be able to explore that a little bit just like play it out a little longer a few more episodes it's been seven whole years we have the time plus everyone loves a love triangle like sorry that's just the truth Depends. Depends. Well, I do, for example. Veronica, in the meantime, is, like, firmly anti-Chad. Ugh, not now, Chad. So one thing that she decides by the end of this episode is that it's time for her and Chad to get divorced, but not before the key party. Does Chad go to the key party? Chad comes up from NYC to Riverdale to attend this key party with Veronica. So then we've got a key party with everyone in the gang. We've got Chad and Veronica... Archie and Eric Jackson, <laughs> Betty, Jughead, Tabitha, Tony, Fangs. Fangs brings, because Kevin's like, let's keep it open for a little tiny bit longer so we can get this all of our system. And then he's like, was I testing Fangs? Do I really want it? He's really having a crisis. He is. But uh, Fangs comes with the guy that Jughead went cruising with at the beginning you of the episode. Kevin? What did I say? You said Jughead. I do mean Kevin, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so he's there with that guy. And Reggie's there. Reggie somehow, ugh, even though he's a ghoulie trader, got an invite to the fun key party. Again, Reggie is not a ghoulie. He's just working for him. Yeah, well, he gives me ghoulie vibes. Somehow Reggie does get this invite, no, and you. it makes me, like, a little concerned for, I don't know, everyone's social life at this point. <laughs> um, so Cheryl, again, is her, like, typical control freak self some quick house rules first and foremost whatever happens tonight must be 100 percent consensual and because we are all a progressive fluid inclusive group there will be no redrawing of keys but the main rule is you're allowed to do anything you and your partner desire no one can hold you accountable it's a free pass to do anything you've ever wanted And then everyone goes and draws their keys, and it could have been pretty fun to see everyone, like, mingle with someone new. But instead, (sighs) Riverdale decides that they're gonna, like, axe half the party. Yeah, and the first two keys that are drawn, first Veronica and Chad leave. Yeah, because Veronica draws Archie's key. And Chad's like, blah, 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 blah. Understandable. Understandable. He's like, not your ex-boyfriend. And Veronica's like, ah, Chad. That rules. (laughs) And then next up, Jughead is, like, blacked out, and Tabitha's like, he obviously can't play. And Cheryl's like, um, actually, <laughs> we're all playing. Like, very cool consent, Cheryl, once again. But then Tabitha draws Jughead's keys, or vice versa, and then they leave. So in the first, like, two minutes of this party, four people are gone. <laughs> very funny to me. Glad that they were invited at all. It is funny. Um, and then Reggie draws Fang's key, and they have a little... They kiss. They have a moment, and then Fang's ends up confirming only that Reggie is super-duper straight, which tracks. Yeah, kind for of sure. Tracks. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but um, Reggie's very open to, like, the idea of a night with Fang's, which is... I mean, Fang's is so who hot. Who wouldn't be open to a night with Fang's? Jeez, so hot. so hot. Um, and then, uh, Betty. <laughs> Betty draws Archie's keys, and they that's when they have their little crisis like oh we've been sneaking around for so long and now we can just be alone together and like why don't we want to hook up and it's like well maybe we need something more from each other but not dating more which is silly to me 
and uh, Kevin is with that guy that he was with initially, and then Tony's with Cheryl. And then we learn about the point of this whole key party, which is um, sort of Cheryl up to her usual shenanigans. Basically, Cheryl finds out that Tony and Kevin Fangs are raising the baby together, hosts this key party to on purpose get Fangs and Kevin to break up, which unfortunately sort of works, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, and then she brings Tony into this like nursery and she's like, look, TT, we can <laughs> raise the baby together. Like this is was my calling and this is what we were supposed to do. Don't you see? All these years I've been compelled to work on restoring Thornhill without ever truly understanding why. But now I see it so clearly. It was to make a sanctuary for your child, if not ours. Cheryl, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not bringing my baby into this house of horrors. The last two months, all you've been trying to do is draw me out of Thornhill. Yeah, and as my reward, you're trying to trap me here like you did at Thistle House with your two dead brothers? Well, it's not going to work. I'm done trying to bring you down from the mountain. I'm done trying to have a normal friendship with you. That was my mistake. I should have just left our relationship where it belongs, in the past. Tony rightfully, like, kind of freaks out, puts Cheryl back in her place, which Cheryl is delusional, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on here that she needs to unpack, and she hasn't done it. Um, But Tony is bringing her baby to a safe place that is not going to be Thornhill or whatever the name of their house is. And then, yeah, after this key party, Kevin and Fangs talk, and Kevin really, like, blows it like he blows up his entire life yeah he's like i'm not ready for this i think this is moving too fast and things is completely blindsided he's like how can you tell me you're not ready when you were the one who wanted to get married and you were the one who wanted to raise this baby and like we planned our whole lives together around what you were like pushing for and now you're trying to take it all back and he's like tony's literally about to give birth right like what are we going to do about the baby? And Kevin's like, I don't know. Which, first of all, so fair of things. And it's too bad for Kevin to be having this crisis. But this is why you don't make big life decisions. Mm. When you're 25. Right, exactly. You just wait a little. You just wait. Um, all life decisions side, can just wait. Okay, but on the upside, this is great character development for mm -hmm. Kevin. He is multidimensional. Mm -hmm. He has issues. He has severe flaws. Mm -hmm. And I want them to keep, like, digging into this as the next few episodes unfold. And then, um, so more aftermath of the key party. Cheryl and that art dealer lady. Oh, yeah. Cheryl, like, has a little, like, art friend there, too. Minerva. Minerva. Minerva seems to be obsessed with Cheryl. She called her painting out for being a fraud, but then she was like, Cheryl, just paint me. You have a unique talent. I recognized it right away. I had to have an original Cheryl Blossom. She, like, thinks that Cheryl is enough of her own talent that Minerva is going to invest in her, but then Minerva also wants to hook up with her, so they hook up. Um, and Veronica breaks up with Chad. She's, like, mm -hmm. donezo. And then Archie, upon, like, when Archie and Betty sort of figure out that they can't really be together and he still has feelings for Veronica, goes to Veronica, and this is very funny, where he's like, I have to be honest with you, Veronica, like, me and Betty have sort of been, like, on the low, low hooking up, and she's like, ah... That makes sense, like, just two lonely lost people. And it's like, oh my god, <laughs> that is a brutal way to be describing your best friend and your ex-boyfriend. But I guess that means that Archie and Veronica are sort of back on. Ugh. Which I find very annoying. Also, boring. It's, it is boring. It's also, I mean, listen, it's so mature that no one's mad that Archie and Betty hooked up. But I'm like, 
you know, there's just like a lot of drama that could have like this is the drama I want in a teen show. Right. You know, I don't want aliens. We need to balance the unrealistic serial killers and supernatural shit with like real human drama and I don't know, to have this gap and then have all the dynamics go back to the way that they were yeah. is the last thing that I want to happen. Although, obviously, Jughead and Tabitha have something, and Jughead and Betty don't. Right. But I think, will they probably get back together? Yes. I mean, that's, like, what the show is sort of hinting at, is that everything's sort of going to go, like, even though they all took this break, we're all going to go back to this high school self. Well, we'll see. Maybe yeah. maybe something different for Betty, the star. Stop dropping I'm not. Part. It's just, like, dropping on its own. Okay. And then the last thing that, well, that's kind of it, but I guess lingering questions, is Archie still renovating Veronica's apartment for free? Yeah, and she wants a full demolition. And he's doing it. And he's like, oh, you want to demo? Th-? Like, okay, Veronica, you can ask maybe for, like, retiling of the bathroom or a new backsplash in the kitchen, but the whole demolition is an extremely expensive job. It's very unfair to Archie, I think. We will have to see whether she's compensating him and Sergeant Eric Jackson. Yeah, what do we think is going on with Sarge? Is he staying? He has like 4,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. I do, Bizarro. Actually. I think he is staying for a little bit. So we will see what happens next week. <laughs>